Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazzella, and I am your host for a program devoted to identifying strategies and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are other entrepreneurs and experts offering their solutions to the problems and opportunities facing small business leaders. Our aim in each program is to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas or suggestions. So follow us on Twitter at hashtag 2SBDigest or at our website at www.smallbusinessdigest.net. I love that music. Hi. Yes, nice. Uh, our, our guest tonight uh, is Sandy Gregorio. Uh, she's here to tell us about a very unusual book. But what we need to do uh, first is find out a little bit about her uh, personally. Debbie, welcome to the program. Or actually, I should say Deb. Well, thanks, Don. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about, about yourself. Oh, my. Well, um, I've been around a long time. I've been in business, I don't know, close to, well, 33 years, through lots of ups and downs. And I think it either makes me um, a genius or a cockroach. I'm still here, still standing. Um, uh, It's been a very interesting road to travel um, and uh, started out in communications and uh, working with major corporations and technology companies and then progressed on to uh, growth companies, uh, and then taking online companies online when the Internet uh, boom happened. And then while I was doing all of that, I uh, had a family. So uh, I've been very busy. Well, I know you have. So tell us some of the things that you've done. Uh, Well, Over the years, we've done a great deal of things. We've renamed companies, rebranded them. Today, my firm, Camaray Communications, um, Camaray, we just call it Camaray. It's actually spelled Camaris, C-A-M-A-R-E-S. Um, and uh, uh, we, take, we provide business strategy, marketing, and technology uh, for small and mid-sized companies in a completely agile delivery format. So we work at the speed of technology and help companies pivot, find new uh, revenue streams, and uh, increase revenues, basically. Okay. Well, you know, I I have here in front of me a very unusual book. Uh, You know, in the publishing industry today, they say that the title often sells the book. And you have a book called Triumph Over Toothpicks. And I'm, my first question to you is, how did you come up with that title, and what does it mean? <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah, I know. It seems like you can't come up with a wild enough business book name these days. Um, but the the toothpick is really is a metaphor. The book subtitle is uh, The Essential Guide to Business in the Digital Age. And uh, when we talk about uh, technology, I contend, and God knows I've been in this uh, tech business for dozens of years now, for decades, that technology is still very, very primitive. Now, we all have these wonderful tablets that we can touch and move things around, but at the base of every one of those tablets, it's electricity. Just electricity is running them. And you can only do one thing with electricity. You can either turn it on or off. But um, it's like a light switch. But if you take uh, eight light switches and you stick them together and you turn one switch on and the other seven off, you could say that equals the letter A. And if you turn the first two on and the other six off, you could say that equals the letter B. Well, now you've got a code. Um, And that's a very primitive code, and we've certainly built wonderful uh, languages, uh, programming languages above that primitive code. But that's where zeros and ones come from. Uh, One light switch equals a bit. Eight light switches equals a byte. And then there are kilobytes and megabytes and gigabytes and terabytes and on and on and on. But when you think about it, every program that we use has thousands of lines of code. Uh, There are estimates that there are between uh, uh, 100 and 500 million lines of code in that program we all love to hate, Microsoft Office. And it's as if you, you stood at the base of the Empire State Building and you looked up at the clarion blue sky as it disappeared into the sky, and you looked up, and the entire thing wasn't made out of bricks and mortar. It was built out of toothpicks. Each each toothpick, a line of code. That's the level of primitive, that's how primitive things are. So imagine for a second if the developer had a bad day on the 42nd floor, and he laid five toothpicks vertically rather than horizontally. When you stepped out onto the 42nd floor, you might think that you'd fall through it, but that wouldn't be the case at all. No, the elevator wouldn't work, and the elevator wouldn't work intermittently, making it even more complex. Now, think of all the toothpicks you'd have to go through to find those five mislaid toothpicks. This, is, this, this primitive nature of technology uh, delivers exponential complexity, especially for small businesses where Finances and business itself is so unforgiving. So uh, you really do need to triumph over the toothpicks. The uh, the complexity on its uh, on its own could knock you dead. But then we have to deal with the fast pace of change in technology, and and that's even even more creates even more chaos for small business. Either one on their own, the fast pace of change or the incredible primitive nature of technology would put you out would put the, you out of business would make you run to take the civil service exam but both together are very complicated and very overwhelming for small and mid-sized companies to deal with that was a mouthful i'm sorry yeah i guess <laughs> why me so up now, and I go on having forever. said that where do the toothpicks come in well, the toothpicks are a metaphor for lines of code. And uh, as I said, it's as if you're ima- you, know, you imagine the Empire State Building built out of toothpicks rather than bricks. You know, 
we have this primitive technology beneath the hoods of our cars, in airplanes, in the trains we, we ride, um, and it should give us great pause that we're dealing with such primitive technology. But, um, and we should remember that that's why things happen uh, when you have a website and things you can, a site can be easily defaced or your, your sale might not go through. I mean, I, it, it's important for us to remember and for everyone listening to remember that the next time you click on something and what you intend to have happen doesn't happen. It has, most likely has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the primitive nature of technology and the toothpicks that we all have to deal with, all those lines of code and all that opportunity for errors. What you're saying is very profound, but now let's apply it. Most of our, 59% of our audience are presidents and or owners. Right. Okay. So, you know, and most of us, and I include myself in that, uh, couldn't write code if our life depended on it, yet uh, we, our lives do depend on code. So what what is it that we should be uh, looking for uh, based on what you just said? Well, once we embrace and acknowledge the fact uh, that we're dealing with this level of complexity, then we really have our, our once we wrap our heads around it, uh, then we really understand what we're dealing with. Uh, you know, very often business owners um, get waylaid by hype and uh, cocktail party gossip and you've got to try this and you've got to try that, but that doesn't really uh, work for them. You know, there's a lot of disappointment as business owners uh, get involved with trying to automate their companies or their marketing uh, workflows. Uh, and so... Uh, where the book, Where Triumph Over Toothpicks takes you is that it, it talks about um, taking control of what you can take charge of, right? Pushing out risk and pushing in return. Um, in many ways, the deck is st- stacked against you, of course. No, nobody wants to write code. Um, and, you know, whether we like it or not, we're all tech companies today. So, all right, let's, you know, pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and, Get roll, get working. Yes, and it's a lot easier to get into uh, get your your business going today than even five years ago. Without a doubt, without a doubt, um, there's so much out there uh, that's available now. Uh, barriers to entry: you can have a competitor come eat your lunch in a heartbeat. Uh, and so, it is really incumbent upon every person in business today to really take charge of, you, you can't be in a state of, uh, you know, sort of, uh, blight, you know, blissful denial. You must really, you know, take charge of, of the technology in your business. And, uh, you know, I, in, in the book, Triumph Over Toothpicks, we, we really uh, get the co- company owner to focus. And the one thing, people, business owners can't focus on today uh, beyond all else is their customer. It sounds really old-fashioned, but it's the one, if you know your customer really, really well and you focus on them, you can succeed 
uh, in the tech world today. And not only in the tech, but in your market, right, using technology. Well, Deb, um, our next guest has come uh, on the board, and I want to bring him in uh, with you because um, he has a very uh, unusual product and service that fits right in with what you're saying. Is that okay? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, David Rosenko, are you on? I am. Thanks for having me. W- welcome. Uh, I, I've been on with uh, uh, Deb DG Gregorio, uh, who has a book out, Triumph Over Toothpicks. I think you heard a little bit. But you're the founder and CEO of Weebly, which I found a fascinating tool. And uh, um, I, I think the two of you would have a very uh, interesting conversation together. So I want to bring you both in together. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay, but uh, Dave, David, we always ask our guests first to tell us a little bit about themselves personally before we get into anything else. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, I uh, grew up uh, overseas, was born in France, lived there for seven years, and then moved to Morocco and lived there for 11 years, and then moved to the U.S. uh, to go to college um, at Penn State. While I was at Penn State, uh, j- just saw that so many people were struggling with with creating a website, with trying to get their business online, and thought that we could make it a lot easier. So we uh, skipped out of our last semester of school, moved out here to San Francisco, and that was in 2007. And we've been uh, building Weebly since then. And I think, you know what, um, you know what, what what's been the topic of conversation here? We absolutely agree with 100%. Which is you know, today there's just there's so much complexity in starting a business, and you know, as you're starting or as you're growing your business, the technology hurdles are 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 are, are huge. And you know, our mission as a company, you know, is to help entrepreneurs succeed. You know, small business owners, people who are trying to grow this business, to help them do that, to help them leverage technology, take away those hurdles, uh, so that they can focus on what they do best, which is the value they're providing to their customers. Well. Um... I agree with you in terms of your product, in my view, is terrific. That's why you're on the program. And uh, uh, Deb's book is terrific. But let me ask either one of you, what do you think is the single biggest hurdle for someone uh, opening a business today uh, and faced with all this array of technology? I guess the question would be, what should he or she be asking themselves? Uh, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, uh, uh, at what point does my comp- my client, my customer, need my services? And when they do need my services and come to the web, how do they ask the question? How do they articulate the search? Uh, some people uh, can uh, will. You know, some people call it green eggs and ham. Other people call it chartreuse eggs and pork. It depends on where you live, right? And it uh, uh, can be regional, it can be by age. So really get in tune with how your customer is framing the question and framing the search for your solution when they have that pain and really focusing and understanding your customer in a way like we've never had to before. David, yeah, I mean, I, like I, 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 I couldn't agree more. You know, the, um, 
you know, the, the fundamentals of uh, being successful in business really all revolve around understanding your customer and the value you're providing to them, and, and that's the core of it. I think when you talk about the hardest problem getting started, you know, 30 years ago, I think it was probably distribution. If you if if you made a widget, just getting it on the shelves and getting people to know about it um, was really really hard. Uh, the good news is today, with the internet, if you've made something great that solves a need for a lot of people, uh, you know, there there are sources for getting the word out there. Um, so, so something can go to the front page. And next thing you know, millions of people know about your product. But I think today one of the hardest things, you know, you, you figured out what is your service, how is it differentiated, how am I helping my customers, what, what, what am I doing for them, and how is that better than anything else that's out there. Once you've overcome that hurdle, then I think the next hardest thing is technology. It's, it's how do I get online, how can I transact and interact with my customers, how do I start answering their requests, and you know how how do I send them emails and and there's a whole suite of pro of technology problems and I think you know for for us that's the one thing we want to do is you know to start by helping people get online so that their customers can find them so that uh, they can do business with them and start to leverage technology but then connect all of the pieces so that all the pieces. Uh, talk together and work well together uh, because technology can just be a, j just a minefield and we, we wanted to bring all those pieces together so that they work well together. Well, how does Weebly do it? So Weebly is a platform, uh, you know, generally speaking for entrepreneurs, for small business owners that are building their website, their blog, or their e-commerce store. Now, we've just launched, uh, as of a few weeks ago, the third generation of the platform called Carbon. Um, and Carbon brings a lot more to the table that helps connect the pieces. So for the first time, you now have uh, a dashboard where you can see all of the stats for your whole business. It's the first thing you can check in the morning uh, and, and the last thing at night where you see everything that's going on with your business. Uh, we now have apps where, uh, you know, whether you're, um, you know, it's advertising or SEO or email marketing, all of these things plug in together in one place so that they work very well together, um, you know, as well as mobile apps and a new editor. And, there, and there's a whole slew of features that are part of the new platform. But I think, you know, the message here is, you know, as a small business owner, technology is just so complicated and there's so much that you have to do. And, you know, our goal is to help you start by getting online um, creating the website or the e-commerce store, and then just having all the pieces plugged together so that we make your life easier and you can focus on what you do best, which is your customers. And, you know, that's so great uh, what you're saying because you need, a, you need to get that on-ramp going and get that conversation with your customers happening. And, the, and even though technology is so complex, if you focus on the customer, one of the wonderful things about all the information you get back from uh, your website and the analytics, uh, you can roll that right back into your marketing. So if you try something and it doesn't work, cut it out. You know, the beautiful thing today is you can fail sooner, which means you lose less money and you can move funds to what's working. And technology, technology allows us to do that by looking at those dashboards and through measurements. And that's critical. I mean, 30 years ago, I had to convince people that the color blue would sell their product. Today, I can see right on a dashboard what's working and what's not. And, and I can't tell you how empowering that is. Well, uh, David, I'll, I'll ask you now. Uh, 
I myself uh, have been in this field for a long time, but still, when I see the mass of data that is available to me now, mm-hmm. I kind of throw up my hands and say, I, I can't do it. How do How do you educate people to really look at that knowledge? And is there a an age gap? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's... Um it's interesting. There is so much data, you know. So we, we're in the uh, age of big data. There's just there's so much data available to help us make decisions. Um, you know, even from being in closer contact with our customers, being be able to hear from them directly what's working, what's not working, how can we improve, and shortening that iteration cycle. Um, I think that uh, you know you, you might think that there's an age gap, but frankly, what what we've seen is that every generation is embracing this. So so we have some phenomenal stories. Um, you know, from, for example, uh, you know, the, um, the Dharma yoga wheel. Uh, so, so you, know, you might think of these as a younger couple from, you know, live in Manhattan, and they've built this yoga wheel uh, where, you know, it, it's used for different yoga poses and, and helps you stretch your back. Um, you know, in the first nine months, they were able to sell over, you know, a million dollars of their product online. You know, phenomenal story. And, um, you know, I think you, you compare and contrast that story uh, with Betty, uh, that's the pretzel princess, you know, also in New York, but upstate New York. Uh, she's a baby boomer. Um, she, uh, y- you know, she says, uh, you know, know what, uh, do what you know. And she knew, she knew chocolate covered pretzels. Um, so she set up this site where this, this is her entire, uh, livelihood now. She said, so, you know, social security just wouldn't be able to support her. And, uh, you know, she's doing this every day is making these fantastic chocolate covered pretzels and, and, uh, being able to, you know, reach her customers and, and sell online. So, you know, you might think there's an age gap here, but, but we've really seen, you know, as a matter of fact, we've seen people, uh, as young as five years old and as old as 95, uh, create a website on Weebly. And so I think th- this is a phenomenon that spans generations. Debbie, you, you laughed. What were you laughing at? <laughs> um, I, you know, uh, I, if, if, uh, because you were saying that before we started here, you're, you're a real print guy, um, and, uh, and I'm with you there. Uh, but I so agree with Dave. You can, it, I have a mother, uh, daughter, and granddaughter who uh, have created, they've created a company called Things for Strings, and they created these wonderful, they're, they're all musicians. The, grandmother, the mother's the cellist. Uh, the daughter's a violist, and uh, the granddaughter is also a violist. Uh, and they created a little gizmo to help you hold the bow uh, better. And they've been enormously successful. They're now selling all around the world. Uh, and, you know, to, the cool thing about that, whether it's pretzels or yoga wheels or a bowhold buddy from Things for Strings, what's cool about it is that today, as an individual, we're empowered to reach these these vertical communities, these clusters, you know, um, whether it's yoga lovers or musicians, uh, the Internet has opened up the doors for us to create really unique and invent really unique things and reach to specific markets in ways that would have been cost prohibitive before, Um, would have required dancing with distributors and hoping to get picked up, Quite the opposite happened uh, for Things for Strings. They went direct to the customers, and then later they went to uh, distribution uh, and distributors. So it's it's a whole new world. 
and and, and and just to echo on on that, you know, we, we the stories. It's so funny because the people are so different and the products are so different. You know, these, these stories appear so unique, but but at their core, they're just the same story. You know, it, it's the people who you know you've been sitting around for years. There's that one thing that you've always thought, like, hey, I I know some way I can make something better. You know, you know, another example is Kate um, at the yarn. It she she has this really cool little gizmo to organize um, your yarn as you're knitting. You know, and 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 it's phenomenal. And um, but but it's that that idea that we, we've always had those ideas. We're 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 sitting around. You know, you have that dream, that that one thing. You're like, you know, I really want to pursue this idea. And I, and I think in the past it was just so hard to do that. And whether it's the distributor or all these things, but you know, but today, um, and and this is what's so exciting for us is creating a website, getting that online, getting the e-commerce store. Um, you know, you might think it's daunting. You might think that it's going to be really challenging to do, but uh, but this is what we work on every day and making it as simple as possible. And we're we're seeing millions of people do this now. I just think it's so exciting when 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 people can take that thing they're dreaming about and bring it to reality. And and overnight they 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 have all of a sudden this business that 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 they're um, you know selling this thing that they've dreamed about and and have real customers and you know and literally anyone can do it. And the one piece uh, where Triumph Over Toothpicks kind of fits into this puzzle is once you get it up and running and once you get everything set up, um, you need to really cost-effectively figure out how to get it out in front of those markets, how to get it out in, in front of your prospective customer, how to get to know that customer better. And the book goes through, gives you the tools to do that, um, the basic tools to really go in and, and understand how to do that in today's uh, using today's digital, uh, the tools that are available to us, um, and and that's it's really meant to empower, so we can you can get and be be successful. I, I just got an email across my desk from from one of the listeners asking this question. Yes, I got the website, but how do I find the audience? Yeah, well, uh, you have to uh, ask. Uh, four basic questions, why, when, how, and where. Um, why do people search? They search because they need something. When are they most anxious? When do they need that, that thing the most? And it's usually at an inflection point in their lives. Uh, and uh, so understanding that inflection point, understanding how they articulate the question. As I said, one person's green eggs and ham is another person's chartreuse eggs and pork, and oh, my goodness, over and oink, you know. Really listening to customers. I tell, often tell my clients that if they give everyone in the office a sticky notepad and when they're talking directly to a customer, to take notes using, copy down the words that people are actually using, then find a wall in the back of the office and stick them up on the wall. You'll have a talking wall. After a month, you'll be able to see how customers are talking about the problem that you solve. Now, this exercise may seem kind of silly, but it forms the basis of a great paid Google paid search program or even some pages for SEO, search engine optimization, and it certainly will help you uh, write blog posts and posts on uh, Facebook or whatever social media where your prospective customers hang out, post in a very relevant and compelling way as you move forward. Um, things for strings used Facebook uh, very, very well and found their customer base there and and talked and uh, sp uh, spoke directly to them there. David, would you like to comment? 
Yeah, you know, th- th- this is, um, you, know, for, you know, for a lot of businesses, the, the approach is going to be unique, and you have, you know, all the acronyms like SEO and PPC and, you know, all the fundamentals of digital marketing. Um, you know, we obviously something on everyone's mind. Um, if you go to Weebly.com slash inspiration, um, we, we have this area where, uh, you know, there, there's, there's experts contributing here that, that um, can, can tell you exactly how to do that and, and give you advice on how they've done it and, and, and how you might do it for your business. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Deb's book um, is, is a great resource. Uh, you know, this, this is just another resource uh, that, that you can read up on, you know, the, the various strategies you might use. Will you spell out your website for, for our audience? Sure, it's Weebly.com, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. And, and uh, Deb, where can people get your book? It's available on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, and uh, or at GraysonSagePress.com. Okay. Uh, how did you get the name for, for your, <laughs> your company? We opened a small press because uh, we publish this. By the way, the book's published print-on-demand. We're leveraging all the technology we can. We're not even carrying heavy inventory. Uh, the name of the press uh, is the name of my two daughters, and our tagline is uh, Gracefully Brief Sage Advice. Uh, and uh, this is the first of a series of books written to be quickly consumable by really busy business people who have other things to do than to worry about their technology, but must really get engaged with it and embrace it. David, how did you come up with the name? So uh, we we wanted something short, pronounceable, um, you know, something that really conveys how easy uh, Weebly is to use. And so, uh, but but obviously uh, the dot-com needed to be available. So so we searched for a while uh, and came up with that. It's a, it's a great name. I, I like it. And I, I, as I said to Deb earlier, I love the title of, the, of her book. What is the title of your book again, Deb? It's Triumph Over Toothpicks, The Essential Guide to Business in the Digital Age. Okay. Um, I, I, another email came across, across my be- uh, desk and said, please expand on how you uh, how you find your customer. Either Deb or David. Well, it's in the beautiful thing about the web is that it's you can do market research while you're promoting your product. In the old days, we had to do market research and then hope that our ad campaigns worked. So, if you do, for instance, a paid search program, uh, you can look. Uh, a small page search. Those are those ads in Google that are on the top of the page when you put in a question in, in the search bar and they're on the top or the side. Um, you can uh, run several different campaigns and see which ones actually convert. In other words, uh, which ones actually purchase. So you can see from the ad right through to the, uh, the purchase. Usually we put a little code on the thank you page. And we can count the, the purchases that way. We can see directly what ads and messaging worked and what didn't. Same thing with, uh, with social media and boosted posts and the like. All of these platforms today provide some kind of analytics uh, so that you not only can find your customers, but you can measure and see if the message you're telling them is resonating. David, any additional comments on that? 
Yeah, you know, I I, I think um, uh, you know there, there there's just a wealth of ways from uh, going to things like you know you you, you can um, start off with social. Uh, so if you have a product, obviously you need some, you know somewhere for people to find it. That starts with your website or e-commerce store, building that, posting that to Facebook, posting that to Twitter. You know I think I think there's a lot of potential there, um, including boosting the post. Um, things like SEO, search engine optimization, uh, is is a whole category to itself. Um, but but oftentimes if you've written um, uh, you know the 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 content on your website properly. Uh, a lot of times when people are searching on Google, uh, it'll it'll turn up as one of the top results on Google. Um, there's a lot of different forms of advertising, whether that's paid search on Google uh, or on Facebook or on other platforms, um, as well as just uh, uh, sites like um, Reddit and other uh, news aggregators where you can go and post something. Um, and uh, generally speaking, if people like it, it gets voted up. Um, and and it rises to the top and it gets a lot of attention. So I think there, there, there's a whole host of ways, um, you know, word of mouth, uh, not least of which is is just building the product and encouraging people to tell their friends, you know, maybe through a referral credit uh, or something like that. There, there there's a whole host of ways, and I think it's it's unique for every business. But the fundamentals are you you start by creating a great product, and then you, uh, you leverage different channels to go and spread the word. And by being online, you're able to be found. Um, and then fundamentally, happy customers tell their friends. And so I think I, I think it all starts there. But you know, we you know, I, I would do some research on the various channels, re- read up on it. Again, if you go to weebly.com/inspiration, uh, you know, there's also a wealth of articles there to start to dig in on on which per- particular channels might make sense for your business. I, I just and went there. Go ahead, Debbie. I was going to say, and if you have a brand new product and you would like some funding for it, um, you can do a Kickstarter or uh, use some of these interesting new or Indiegogo. Uh, we uh, to produce this book and keep it at the high production values and keep the price low. Um, we had a Kickstarter and it was tremendously successful and built some buzz around the product, um, and uh, that helped launch. Uh, the book, so people can do that for their individual ideas as well. And those communities, not only do you promote the Kickstarter to your friends, but there are people who like to go to Kickstarter and fund new and interesting ideas. So they'll find you. Um, and like they said, you know, you got to be there. You got to be in it to win it. David, I'd like to ask you uh, if what are some of the questions someone should be asking when they're starting thinking about creating a new website. Yeah, you know, I think that fundamentally you 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 want to start from a place where where you, where you're thinking from your customer's mindset. So, I think the good news is in today's world uh with Weebly, you don't need to hire a professional. You can do it yourself. And um and anyone can do that. So, so that takes out a lot of complexity, a lot of cost and really gives you a lot of freedom and control and power to, uh, you know, to be in control, to be in the driver's seat. Um, but the next thing you're going to want to think of is exactly, you know, if you were if you were a customer that was looking for this particular product, um, what what exactly do they need to know? So maybe it's your hours or your location. Maybe it's you know what differentiates the product, what sets it apart from others. Um, you've you've made a lot of decisions and put a lot of love and care into exactly 
how you've built the product and, and explain all of that, the story behind who are you and why did you build it that way. And I think you start there and and then and then after you've built your website and you've taken that first draft, um you, you wanna you wanna visit it and put yourself in that mindset of a pr- prospective customer and, and are is it clear and concise and can they find uh what they're looking for? And then send it around to friends for feedback and say what do, what do you guys think? How 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 can I improve this? Um and, and I think the great news is at the end of that process and you know, it, it could literally be just a couple days. You know, you now have put your business online. You now, you know, speaking of um, finding customers, you know, when people are searching, when people are out there, um, they can now find your business and find your services. And um, and, and, and literally, it, it is now easy enough that anyone can do it. Well, uh, this has been a fascinating uh, uh, time with you two. Uh, Deb, we're going to start with you. Uh, people want to reach you, uh, find your book. How do they do it? Uh, well, I run a company called Camaray.com. Uh, it's spelled, it sounds like Camaris, C-A-M-A-R-E-S.com. Uh, they can find me there. They can reach me directly through that website. Uh, and uh, Triumph Over Toothpicks is available, as I said earlier, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or from GracieSagePress.com. And I'd love to hear from all of you. One of the things we didn't get a chance to talk about is business to business. And uh, so if anyone has business to business questions, by all means, shoot me an email, uh, and I'd love to chat with you about that. Uh, David, people reach you and your company? Sure. Uh, it's just at Weebly.com, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. And if anyone has any questions, they could also feel free to email me, just David at Weebly.com. And thank you both for uh, a very illuminating uh, time together. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks, Don. Have a good day. You too. Our next guest, who's now live with us, is the Reverend Dr. Leslie Devereaux. Hi. About how are you? That was a very interesting topic. <laughs> It was, and you're here to talk about another topic. Um, I have to tell you, I'm going to call you Leslie, all right? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, um, what you talks about why finding joy is much more important than the instability of happiness. When After my mother died, I found that she had cut out a little piece from the Reader's Digest which said exactly the same thing, and uh, it really hit home with me. Really? So that's why I, invi- that's why I uh, invited you on this program. Oh. Uh, that's wonderful, and I thank you so much. Uh, I, let me first start by saying thank you very, very much. And uh, I was a little surprised as I was listening. I said, okay, this is about tech and business. Now, how does this relate? <laughs> but uh, I, I'm glad that you uh, just cleared it up for me and, and asked me to come on to talk about it. And I, I find that it's a very uh, interesting topic as well uh, because we're beginning embarking on the holidays. Uh, and I, I wrote a, a piece that says, "'Tis the season to be jolly." Uh, and really that happiness is overrated during the holiday season. 
So I'll tell you a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Reverend Dr. Leslie Devereaux. Uh, but prior to becoming a reverend, I uh, was an attorney. I practiced law for many years, and I represented many people uh, in different areas. One of the areas that I focused on was bankruptcy. And uh, and so I really became very keenly aware of the stress which people felt as a result of spending more money than they had in disposable income in an attempt to make everyone happy uh, during the, the, the holidays. And um, so as a result, I saw uh, many individuals who, after spending all their money during the holidays, they they had no other uh, alternative but to uh, resort to bankruptcy. So that was like a self-inflicted stress that they placed on themselves. And then as, excuse me, as an ordained minister, which I am now in a pastor of a church, I have the um, opportunity to offer spiritual guidance to people who, you know, during the holidays sink into depression uh, because they can't meet the demands of what the holiday means, like uh, parties and shopping and cooking and cleaning and entertaining and all of those things that are attached. And so um, I began to think about uh, the distinction between uh, what people's habits and behaviors and what they were doing. And a lot of what they were doing were temporary fixes, which was trying to make themselves happy and make other people happy. And so when I talk about happiness and joy, I I look at happiness as something like rising bubbles. You know, you've seen bubbles and they're delightful and 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 they you 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 blow at them and they go up in the air, but inevitably they're fleeting. They go away. But joy is an eternal emotion and it's like oxygen. It's it's ever present in our lives. And so that's where I make the distinction uh, between joy and happiness. And I like to say that happiness, people are always kind of passing through it. I mean, you know, you it, it, it can at times claim your attention uh, and, and you can be incredibly happy if you take a sip of coffee or something. Um, but that might just be for that particular moment. It doesn't hold you. Uh, it doesn't hold you. And uh, But joy is that fiber of your soul. It's that, that essence and, and that sense of who you are uh, as a person. And it really is a foundation, I believe, of your true being. So um, I... I, what I like to do during this time of year, and I'm also a motivational speaker, so I go around and I, I speak at workshops and keynotes and seminars, and I, I offer some tips uh, regarding um, happiness and, and, and beating those uh, holiday blues during the season that's coming upon us. We have, you know, for people who do celebrate, you know, you have Thanksgiving, you have uh, Christmas, and uh, you you just have time, even if you don't celebrate, 
it's in the air that there's that pressure to go and shop because there are sales and all those things. So I like to offer tips uh, for beating what I call the holiday blues. Um, well, what are one, of, one of them is that you should really say yes to your feelings. Like it, it really is perfectly fine to acknowledge that uh, you're feeling sad or you're not feeling good during the holidays. It's, it's okay to do that. It's okay to talk to someone about that uh, and, and to try to find people uh, during the holiday seasons that make you laugh. I also uh, offer explore acts of selflessness. So joy is a feeling that I said that resonates within. And you may find joy by helping others, uh, by working in the food pantry or going to a children's hospital or volunteering to help a senior. Uh, Helping is really a great way to lift your mood. I also say don't succumb to to spending pressures during the season, as I just talked about, because it's easy to fall into that trap and to feel obligated to family and friends and colleagues. And So you really should set a budget during the holidays and remember it's okay to say no. Uh, don't harbor hard feelings. It, it's easy to look at past holidays and uh, past gatherings and hold on to resentment, especially towards your family. So you want to really, during this time, uh, if possible, declare peace. Don't overindulge, which is very similar to not spending, but I'm talking about a lot of times during this time of year, uh, parties are are at the forefront. And uh, so you want to do things responsibly, uh, like uh, drinking and and all those things. Uh, Be free and not structured. You know, plan trips that are low cost and unrestricted and and visit homes with Christmas lights and look at holiday uh, uh, decorations. And then dispense with rules. Create your own tradition. Sometimes people get trapped because they feel they have to do what has always been done. But joy comes when you make memories. And uh, so make your own memories. It's okay. And then finally, seek professional help if you need to. I mean, there really is no shame in seeking help from a professional. And um, there are memories and experiences that friends and family may not be able to help you with. So it's okay to talk to somebody else. So that's what I share with you. You truly want to find you. You certainly uh, uh, laid it out. I I, I totally agree with you. Uh, It's taken me a long time. uh, Really? Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, when I think about it and uh, over my life, uh, and the various holidays, etc. Some were good, some were bad, but the ones mm-hmm. that uh, were good stand out as joy. Uh, uh, you really resonated with me, so that's why I invited you on the program. So please yeah, continue. I, I really appreciate it, and 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 I think what you say, uh, a lot of people resonate. A lot of people can relate. Uh, to the fact uh, that 
you know, sometimes you grow up with bad memories and you you arrive at this awareness uh, uh, that there were things that were not right. You know, the, the, that there were things that happened that you, you wish uh, to forget. Um, but you don't want to stay in your misery. You know, you don't want to do that. Uh, when you see joy besides the agony, you have this keen vision. Uh, I believe that the joy that's internal, that, and I really believe that it starts on the inside, uh, that it can really stand up against any of your hardships, any of your betrayals, any of your your dashed dreams or any of the pain that you have. Because simple joy is really just being alive, if you think about it. Just being alive, the fact that you're alive. Uh, and you're able to connect. You're able to, to, to bounce back, be resilient. You're able to pick yourself up. You're able to, to go on. Um, that's joy. Um, and something that really does last. Forever. Oh, where is your church located? I my church is located in Long Branch, New Jersey, Trinity AME Church in Long Branch, New Jersey, and uh, we. Uh, this is a happy time for us, obviously, because of uh, uh, being of the Christian faith, we celebrate the holidays and look forward to this time of year. But there are people that are depressed and people who are missing loved ones and and uh, people who will be happy when the holidays are over. Uh, that's just a reality of it. There are people that just find it hard to cope uh, during the holidays. So, you know, during times like this, like I said, you try to surround yourself uh, with with other people you you share your feelings and don't be afraid to share. Uh, try not to keep yourself in a bubble, meaning being alone. Um, you don't you don't want to do that. Uh, uh, and uh, you want to laugh as much as possible. I think. Well, well, you know, uh, many small businesses. This is the roughest time of the year. The, the year is coming to a close. Uh, they may goals may have been made or not made, and people are often harried. Uh, how do you suggest they handle situations like that? Got to find time for yourself. That's one. You you really do. Even though you have a business and you're harried and you're stressed, you have to take some time for yourself. Even if that's a moment in the morning before you start your business, you have to be selfish. You have to be selfish because self-care is so important. You can't run a business. You can't care about anybody else if you don't take care of yourself first. I think that's one thing. I think people with businesses, um, even though, you know, we you think about the bottom line, but uh, selfless acts always help. You know, sometimes it's good with your business to uh, to incorporate acts of charity, Uh with your business, some way that you can help those that are less fortunate than you during the business season. Uh, I think that that is important. I think that you have to make sure that uh, you uh, 
don't uh, that you set a schedule and you have a plan for your business and uh, in terms of your bottom line, and you may need it, you may not, but you can't look at it as it's the end. Uh, you have to be forward thinking. All good advice. Any final thoughts you want to say to our audience? I just think that when we think about um, happiness, we think about the quality or state of being happy. That's really what uh, it's defined as. When when we think about joy, we think about our emotions and uh, and wanting to keep our emotions, that feeling, uh, and, and which is the internal and eternal, uh, lasting. Uh, and so I would just say to everyone under the sound of my voice, not to be overwhelmed during this time of year, uh, to to uh, walk in gratitude about each day that goes by, and uh, enjoy. Well, thank you, Reverend Dr. Leslie Devereaux. I really appreciate you came on the program, even though you didn't know why you were coming on. I'm glad you did come on. But I thank you so much, and if anyone uh, would like to find out more information about me, I have written several books. I have a a devotional that I wrote, and um, you can go to my website, uh, LeslieDevereaux.com, and that is L-E-S-L-Y-D-E-V-E-R-E-A-U-X.com uh, to find out more and to get a free gift. So thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for coming on. You've yes. been an inspiration to me. Oh, good. And you enjoy yourself, and you're doing a wonderful job. The information was great. Actually, I took down the website of Weebly, and I'm going to look at it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll pass that on to him. Okay, good. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, and have a great holiday. Okay, you too. I know I'll have a better one thanks to you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience add profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. If you like what you heard today, tell others about our efforts. If you would like to be a guest or suggest topics for future hours, email me at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's info at smallbusinessdigest.net. We would also like to remind listeners that besides our radio efforts, Small Business Digest comes to you via the web, through our video channel, and in our magazine. You can subscribe for any or all of these by going to smallbusinessdigest.net. That's smallbusinessdigest.net. Thank you, and have a good day.